I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace, a podcast that highlights the role of women peace builders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to communities. Eavesdrop on their communities and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy. This is She Talks Peace. In Gaza, the situation now is quite calm. Thank God for that. People try to continue their lives as usual, despite that we are not living in usual situation. But life continues. Students go to universities, children go to school, uh, people go to their work. Uh, we continue our life as uh, any people in, in the world. But in time of war and conflict, we suffer. Salam, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to another intriguing episode of The Talk Speech. I am Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, joining you from Manila. I'm here with my lovely co-host from Malaysia. Hi, everybody. Hi, Amina. This is Ayesa Abubakar. I'm based here at uh, in Kota Kinabalu, Sabah. And we will have another exciting episode of She Talks Peace. Do you know Ayesa? Yeah. Uh, I was really thinking about uh, the Christmas season and uh, how how Palestine, how Bethlehem is a focal point, the focal point mm-hmm. for Christmas for for the Christian world. And um, yes, several months ago, uh, a friend and colleague uh, from the Women's Alliance for Security Leadership, uh, Lucy, 
Talje. She's, she's a councillor, would you believe? A municipal councillor in Bethlehem. Lucy is a Christian Palestinian. And her house right next to the wall that separates Israel from, uh, from Palestine. And she would tell us stories about the difficulty of crossing from Palestine to, um, uh, to Israel, to go to the university, to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I keep thinking about Lucy. She's a Christian Palestinian. I keep mm-hmm. thinking about how her celebration of Christmas is like. I mean, it must be, mm-hmm. it must be terrible. And how, how she's managing, especially since Benjamin Netanyahu is going to be returning as, as prime minister, yes, that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have only several leaders in, in Israel who keeps coming back. <laughs> you know, it's like a recycling of, of leadership who takes the reign. There doesn't seem to have been very much good news about what's going on in Palestine, in uh, in Gaza. But our guest today is a friend of yours, Ayesa. So she should be able to tell us, you know, quite a bit, right, about life in, in Gaza. So for the first time, we are going to hear and listen from somebody who lives in Gaza. You know, our sister from Gaza, how life is like there, you know? I mean, apart from what we read on the newspaper and what uh, we see on television, you know, we have our sister here, Reham, uh, who will be uh, telling us, you know, a lot more of stories, you know, real uh, stories and experiences from Gaza. So let me introduce quickly Reham. Her full name is Reham Oda. She's, you know, a women, uh, women's advocate, peace advocate based in Gaza. And she has really been doing a lot of work, uh, not only in terms of doing consultancy work with different international organizations, but she is herself is actually uh, into journalism. She has her own uh, blog, you know, where she updates, you know, many of us, you know, in terms of what's happening in Gaza. She's a, a writer, a political analyst. And the reason why I got to know her, because recently she is now a PhD student at University Sans Malaysia in Penang. So that's how I, how I got to know Reham. And I think Reham is really also very excited, you know, to do this adventure of doing PhD work in Malaysia. So Reham today is going to tell us more about her work as an influencer, you know, in, in Gaza and maybe perhaps give us more ideas about how uh, we can all contribute, you know, to the discussions about what's happening in Palestine and in Israel when it comes to peace building. To everybody, to all our listeners, please welcome Reham Oda. Hi, Reham. Salam, Reham. I am happy to be hosted in this uh, program. Really, it's an honor for me. Um, in Gaza, the situation now is uh, quite calm. Uh, thank God for that. People try to continue their lives as usual, despite that we are not living in usual situation. But life continues. Students go to universities. Children go to school. Uh, people go to their work. Uh, we continue our life as uh, any people in, in the world. 
but in time of war and conflict, we suffer. Till now, the situation is quite, uh, there's a bit uh, peace building situation here, and I wish that this continue for forever, not just for instant, you know. Uh, we have uh, many youth who think uh, about uh, uh, freedom, they think about peace building, they want to build the country, they want uh, to participate in the reconstruction uh, operation. You know, after many wars in Gaza, we witnessed many destruction of our homes, our schools. <coughs> Sorry, I have a, a bit cold. So despite of this situation, people want to continue, want to build the country, want uh, to, to vote and participate in democratic process through election, you know. Uh, want to study abroad and continue PhD, master. So life is continuing. Uh, we are not stopping and uh, we are not stuck just in conflict. No, we want to live and we love life. Raham, you know, many countries have taken the initiative to help push a peace process uh, about yes. Palestine. Why is it always stuck, Graham? What's why why can't the peace process move more more uh, efficiently and and really establish peace in this area which is very important for the jewish faith for catholicism and christianity and for islam as well it's not about the uh, religion it's about if you have a clear vision for peace building and for ending the conflict or not the problem is in the leadership from both parties, to be objective. We have a leadership that have a realistic uh, and uh, real vision for peace from Israeli side and even from Palestinian side. We haven't uh, put a time frame for ending the conflict. We think the conflict is ongoing conflict. If we value the time that we spent it in, uh, in conflict and in violence, we will be very eager uh, to end this conflict as soon as possible to save bloods and to save the lives of, of people. Uh, there is another issue that we, uh, Palestinian people, witnessed uh, many extreme Israeli leadership who believe strongly in settlement. And you know, settlement is illegal uh, in any country. And this prevents us to create our independent Palestinian state. We as Palestinians, we have just a small dream. We want to build our Palestinian state to be recognized by international community and by Israeli side also. Can you tell our listeners what a settlement is? Because in many areas of the, of the world, when you say settlement, it's not a bad thing. Why is settlement very uh, controversial in, uh, in the Palestine, yes. for the Palestinians? And, yeah, because we have Palestinian land in West Bank and the big part of Palestinian land in West Bank occupied by Israeli settlers, and they built houses for them, and they created inside this and uh, created small cities inside Palestinian cities. These cities play a, a big role in the conflict because they withdraw uh, the resources of Palestinian like water uh, and agricultural uh, land. And these uh, settlers, uh, they are not peaceful people. They always stuck in conflict with the Palestinian farmer. For example, when uh, we have our land in the season of uh, olive trees, they attack sometimes the land and disrupt the farmer to collect uh, the olives. 
and uh, Westberg is a small uh, geographic area. If it is included settlement, and we want to create our Palestinian state, how we will create Palestinian state uh, uh, interrupted and uh, uh, included settlement? Uh, you will have two states in one state. They are mm -hmm. uh, who are affiliated to Israeli government, and we want to do our Palestinian state. So they will not be loyal to Palestinian people or to Palestinian states. They will be loyal to Israeli government. Mm -hmm. so, and Israel has a big part of land. They have uh, many land and mountain, and they don't need the poor West Bank for settlement. Mm -hmm. So this settlement is just like a focal point for conflict, for erupting the conflict and, uh, and, uh, and the violence. If we have this our land from settlement, we will be able to create our independent state, our independent government, we will access to our water resources, to our economic resources, to our agricultural resources. All this is prevented because a small group of Jewish people created the small cities inside West Bank. Just ah. for that. No, 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 no need because they have their state. They have their big state. Uh, and they have their independent state, which is recognized by international community. So what's your work uh, with Palestinian? Why you want to live with, inside a Palestinian community just for that to be as 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 a strange a strange body inside Arab body? This is the core reason of of the conflict because what we have a small dream. We just still be Israel. Okay, we recognize you as Israeli state, but just give us back our land in West Bank and evacuate the settlement and recognize Palestinian state. This is very simple. This is what we want. Very complicated, Ayesa. Because of a small, a small minority of Jewish minority who want to manage the conflict according to their religious beliefs. And, you know, religions, religion and faith should be used for peace building, not for infalming the conflict. If you are a good religion man or woman, you believe in peace building, not doing conflict mm -hmm. with other people and fight them on their lands. This is the, the issue that we have to understand it. It's actually interesting also, Amina, that uh, when we uh, learn and study about international humanitarian law, uh, the best example of this occupied territory under the Geneva Convention is really Gaza. It's the only place in the world that continues to be an occupied territory under international humanitarian law. So, you know, it's it's amazing that, you know, it, this conflict is really fueled, you know, by that uh, situation that Reham has been explaining to us about the settlements. And Gaza continues to be an occupied territory. Yes. In Gaza, we are living now يعني, under blockade. The border are closed and it's like we, we have a, a gate, a gate uh, that uh, a gate into Israeli border and a gate into Egypt border. So Egypt uh, controls the gate for us. If we want to travel uh, outside, we have an airport in Gaza, so we have to travel to Egypt and use Cairo airport. So it is depend on the situation. Uh, if the situation is stable and there is security, the gate is open and people go and travel. So Reham, for you to come to Malaysia, how was the travel from Gaza I, coming to uh, Malaysia? How is it? Yeah. Uh, it, it was a travel uh, eight hour by land through Sinai Desert, through Egypt. That's from, from Gaza through the from Sinai, Gaza. and then where? Yeah, I crossed Rafah crossing. Rafah crossing is linked Gaza with Egypt. So I crossed Rafah crossing 
and I traveled by car eight hours until I reached Cairo. Wow. Then when wow. I reached Cairo, I used the Cairo airport to travel uh, to Malaysia. But you know, Malaysia is a far country, so it was a transit in Saudi Arabia for, for a while. Then I continue my traffic. In the oh return, the same thing. I back to Cairo airport, and then I traveled eight hours by land uh, to access uh, to, to Gaza. Two days, Reham, to, to get from where you live to go to, yeah. to, to be at the university in Malaysia? Yes, yeah. And wow. I want to remind you that we had airport before in Gaza, but unfortunately, yeah. Israeli airstrike this airport, and now mm -hmm. we haven't any airport. So we are obligated to travel to Egypt to use the Cairo airport to travel abroad. So this is one kind of a blockade because people have no freedom of travel. You are controlled by another country and you have to, to get visa also to, to travel. The other side of a blockade that we have another gate to Israeli side, which is Erez Cruising and Karim Abu Salim. Anything that we want to import or export from outside, it has to go through Israeli crossing under the approval of Israeli crossing. If Israeli authority doesn't approve, approve the access of any goods, we can't access to, this, to these goods. If you want to travel to West Bank or to Jerusalem to, to go to hospital, you need the permission of Israeli side uh, to give you like a permit, which is a visa to, to mm. go. So everything mm -hmm. is controlled. Uh, in the sea, we haven't uh, bought also. Uh, fishermen, they have a limited area to fish. Uh, so you can't go in deep to the sea and go to, to fish more fishes. No, you have a limited area. So everything oh, under wow. control. That, that's really quite depressing, Reham. Yes. To yeah. live I mean, day in and day out. How do, yeah. you, how do you manage? Tell us what, what a day is like for you, Reham, living living in Gaza. What's a normal day for 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 Reham? First, you have coffee, or if you can get coffee, so yes, tell yes. us, Reham. Yes, as you know, I have coffee and breakfast as anyone. Uh, but you know, I put all my energy in work, in action. I try always to write about and uh, reflect my thought about women rights, about peace building, about. Uh, a suggestion uh, of a solution for the conflict through publishing article, uh, through Palestinian uh, websites, the media sites, or uh, my blog, and also uh, through contributing uh, to my political analysis uh, with many international uh, media uh, agencies. Also, I am a researcher. I put my energy in doing research about human rights with some international organization. So I put all my energy in work Plus, I use my time in social activities. If there is any social activities, I participate in it. I participate in conference, in workshop, and sometimes. And the rest of my time, I care about my family. I live with my mother and my sister. I am single girl, so I care about my family, about my house. So life is work, social activities, writing. Uh, because I don't like the idea of thinking always about negative issue. I always try to think in positive way and to use my energy in positive uh, way. And nowadays, as you know, I am uh, doing PhD studies, so I will focus uh, most of my time on doing my research of PhD. Uh, my PhD research is about uh, the two-state solution, uh, if it is applicable or not applicable. So I will be very busy in the coming time 
uh, doing my uh, my research. But Reham, that sounds like work, 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 and and more yes. work. How do yes. you relieve yourself of of stress, Reham? How do you distress? How do you have fun? Recently, uh, I think Reham has realized and discovered that she should be coming more to Malaysia to be distressing, right, Reham? <laughs> Yes. Uh, first, I will answer here uh, about uh, relieving myself through going out with my friends. I have uh, nice friends where I go with them to restaurant and to the beach uh, to have a nice uh, uh, lunch or dinner. So I have a nice time with my friends. And when I travel to Malaysia, I use my time to travel to Linkawi, <laughs> Linkawi Island. It's a very nice island where I spend nice time uh, and I, I I was uh, discovered the mangrove uh, trip inside the, the Indian uh, Ocean. So it was really an exciting trip for, for me. So anytime I get an opportunity to travel, I use this opportunity to discover the world and to relieve. But inside Gaza, I have my friends. My friends support me a lot. And we can have a nice time on beach and uh, we can go to a nice restaurant. Uh, in Gaza, we have many nice restaurants, by the way. People can go and can have dinner and have a good uh, a good fish flat. Uh, so it's, uh, life continues. It's not just war and conflict. No, we have other side of the conflict that we have a humanitarian life also. Uh, plus, I have my relatives who support me. I go to visit my uncle, uh, my aunt, you know, so uh, life continues. It's really good to hear that uh, the community the community of friends, the community of, of relatives is always, yes. always a very important yes. factor to keep us sane and, yes. and our, feet, our feet on the ground. Yes, I really don't know, Ayesa and uh, Reham, how we're ever going to manage without, uh, right. without friends to support us and without family to embrace us. Yes. And this is what you I miss when I travel abroad. When I travel abroad, I, I miss my family a lot. So my family is the main relief for me. Even if I am in the very nice country in the world, always I remember my family. I want to back to go to, uh, to my family. You know, Reham, Amina and I are, you know, are from Mindanao. We're both Bangsamoro. And the Bangsamoro people are very clannish people. So I guess that's mm. how we survived over the years, you know, for many yes. uh, generations of conflict. I wonder if the Palestinian people are also the same. You Are you very clannish? Yes. You know, you really have all these big families. Yes, the family is the main support of anyone in Palestine. If you have a supportive family and a strong family, you will get a very strong back that supports you in time of happiness and in time of sadness. You can't celebrate and feel happy without your family. And you can't uh, relieve yourself and uh, resist uh, the sadness status without the support of your family. The family play a big role in, in Palestine. And uh, we are a, a, a community uh, that believe in, in family values. We are not individualism community. No, we are a family community. So if you haven't a family, you will suffer in Palestine because family is the main support for anyone here. Mm. You know, Reham, you've done a lot of studies on uh, the role that, that women play 
And I was really wondering about the Palestinian government and the Palestinian peace process. Uh, you used to have very high-profile women who were part yes. of the, the peace process. What it's like now? What is the role of, of women in uh, decision-making in, in the peace process? Women play uh, a role in decision-making in the government, in the Palestinian government, the uh, Palestinian Authority. You know, the, our government is the Palestinian Authority. We have women who have the role of minister. We have a woman who is a minister of women affairs. And uh, we have other positions also. They make uh, a decision, in, in, uh, but they are doing according to the policy of the government. So they, uh, they don't do individual initiative about peace building because they are affiliated to the general policy of Palestinian government. But uh, in the other side, we have our civil uh, society. Civil society include women activists and, uh, and women leaders who promote peace building but not, um, to be honest, uh, focusing on uh, peace between Israeli and Palestinian. No, it's focused on civil peace. Uh, be- mm. Peace between us as a Palestinian because, unfortunately, we suffered from internal conflict by, uh, between Fatah and Hamas. So women play a big role in, to end this conflict. They do peaceful demonstration in the street to call upon uh, both parties to reconcile and to end the internal conflict. Uh, women uh, also did many awareness workshops for the community to promote uh, the values of peace building and uh, civil peace and to end the, uh, the violence against women. So they play a role more, more in humanitarian uh, side uh, and in civil peace, not in political side related to, to the general conflict between Israeli and uh, Palestinian because the general conflict between Israeli and Palestinian is always Uh, controlled by leadership and the uh, women um, who are members of civil society have no access to decision-making process related to this uh, general conflict because it is a, a senior issue and top issue and uh, which should not be uh, accessed for anyone to mm-hmm. interfere in this without a permission of Palestinian Authority. So you have to be a senior officer in Palestinian Authority to speak about this issue. Otherwise, you will stuck in another conflict and another problem. Reham, I wonder if you have this relationship with the civil society in Israel as well, you know, the Palestinian civil society and the Israel civil society. How is the working relationship like? Uh, we haven't uh, any relationship with civil society Israel in Israel. And it is uh, for Gaza, it's not allowed. Why? Why is it not allowed? (laughs) Yes, uh, because as I told you, uh, the relationship between Palestinian and Israeli, it is a top issue that should be according to the policy of Palestinian Authority uh, under the control of the leadership, not under the control of uh, normal people. If a Palestinian civil society want to, 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 to link with Israeli society, they will be attacked uh, by uh, uh, political parties in, in Palestine and even by Palestinian Authority because uh, they will accuse them by normalizing and uh, with Israeli side. Uh, and this is not allowed because uh, we, the, the leadership thinks that we still have conflict with Israel and it's not the correct time for Palestinian people to normalize 
with the Israeli. There is no trust, no trust for security issue. If Palestinian people try to connect with Israeli, they will be accused by betraying the values of the country and they will have a security consequence. So civil society, Palestinian civil society will be also boycotted by BDS movement because BDS movement boycott uh, of Israeli uh, generalize uh, an, uh, a principle that no one has to normalize with Israeli and if they discover that any Palestinian civil society organization or women leader or any have a link with Israeli side, they will uh, attack by them by doing advocacy campaign that uh, accuse these people that they are breaking up the value and the national national value of Palestine and they are uh, working with the enemy and uh, cooperating with the enemy. So to be safe and to be secure, uh, any uh, women leader uh, or, or youth leader or uh, Palestinian civil society uh, distance themselves from connecting with Israeli side to not be accusing that they are betraying the country and that they are dealing with the enemy. Earlier, Amina mentioned about the possibility of uh, Benjamin Netanyahu returning as Prime Minister of Israel. What do you think, you know, about his leadership? You know, what are what are the prospects? Is he somebody who is interested to, you know, allow also civil society in Israel to be interacting and working with the civil society in in uh, in this time? Netanyahu. Netanyahu. <laughs> what do you think, Reham? Let, let's hear what Reham has to say about Netanyahu. <laughs> you know, I'm eager to be very objective with her when I speak about Palestinian or Israeli. For Netanyahu policy, the main policy of him is settlement, settlement, settlement. And, mm-hmm. and also no negotiation with Palestinian side because he doesn't recognize Palestinian authority as a partner for peace. So he will refuse to return back to negotiation. He will refuse to recognize the, the rights of Palestinian people to have their independent state. He will rec- refuse uh, to recognize East Jerusalem as a capital of Palestinian state. And he will support the settlement. And uh, he will have a big challenge in West Bank to restore security in, 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 in West Bank. This is the main policy of Netanyahu. Regarding Israeli civil society, the Israeli government, as I know, they don't interfere in the affairs of civil society. So they interfere in senior or top issue related to settlement, uh, to security issue, to Iran uh, file like this. But civil society, Israeli civil society, they have uh, more of, uh, more freedom to to connect with, uh, with any party they want. So it's not the business of the Israeli government to interfere in civil society. Except if Israeli civil society will reach out to Palestine and then that becomes a yes. security yeah. threat. They, yeah, they interfere if the Israeli yeah. civil society, for example, human rights, we, there's a human rights yeah. organization in Israel like British Slim and Gisha, if they document the violation of human rights uh, in, uh, committed by Israeli army, this time they will interfere, you know. For example, the killing of journalist Shirin Abu Akla, uh, uh, human rights, uh, Israeli human rights organization, documented and proved that uh, this uh, journalist was killed by Israeli soldier. So this uh, organization 
is under attack from Israeli government because it supports the human rights issue and mm-hmm. it reveals yeah. uh, the violation of Israeli side uh, inside the Palestinian territories. So in this term, they can intervene. So I was just wondering whether you have an uplifting message to our listeners. What would be yes. your, your message to them, uh, Reham? My message, as long as we are in conflict, we have to have ethics of conflict because uh, we have to respect the human rights. We have to respect the rights of civilians from both sides to have uh, the right of life, regardless of their religion, their ethnicity, their nationality, their gender. So we have to respect ethics of conflict and we have to respect the force uh, Geneva condition that uh, call upon protecting uh, the civilian people during wartime and conflict, regardless of their nationality, their religion, their gender, their any any issue. So civilian uh, people have to be the top priority for any conflict party, and they have not to be involved uh, in in the conflict, and they have not to pay the price of the war by by their bloods and by their uh, homes and their children. This is what I want. To, to send as a message, be ethical when you find uh, respect and uh, the rights of civilian and uh, fight in ethical way. That is a challenge indeed, fighting in an ethical way. Because when I yes. look at what's going on in politics in the United States, for instance, they're not fighting in an ethical way. And it just makes me laugh here in the Philippines. Because even, the, even though we are not, a developed country, we're a developing country, but sometimes yes. I think that uh, we have a more stable political system than they do in uh, in the United States because of this unethical fighting yes. between the two dominant uh, political parties. What do you think about that, Ayesa? What would be your message uh, d- during this supposed season of happiness and peace? I don't have a message. I mean, believe it or not. But you know, it's it's really good to to listen to Reham just now because it's not very often that we listen to uh, female voices from Palestine. You know, here in Malaysia, we are actually big on you know advocating peace in Palestine. But many of those who articulate all the Palestinian issues would really be the males. You know, so it's really you know uh, you know I'm really glad that. You know, Reham is in our podcast and hopefully through Reham and her other sisters and friends, you know, we can listen more to many of the uh, issues uh, from Palestine, from uh, many of the women and not only the women, but maybe the girls from Palestine. I think that is really something that we should be helping spread the word. Right, Amina, as part of our WPS agenda. Isn't it is what it's about, you know, it's that the communities, you know, everywhere can really listen to the voices of girls and women about yep. international most, peace and security. Most definitely. I hope we can think about, about the message of peace during this uh, season. And I hope that we can all welcome the incoming year, refreshed. Uh, after Reham has had coffee and maybe shisha with her friends at the at the beach, after Ayesa has gotten some to buy nice presents for the family, and think about how can we do a little better. 
So, dear listeners, dear Reham, thank you so much for joining us. I hope this season is going to be fun for you. Not, not no more working, Reham. Just have fun for a little while. Yes, thank yes. you so much for joining us, Reham. My pleasure, my pleasure, and I have the honor to be with you today. Thank you. I'll see you again. I'll see you next time, Reham. I'll see you here yes, in Malaysia. Yes, yes, yes. KL. And dear listeners, if you have any questions or comments uh, for Reham and for us, uh, for Ayesa and myself, do send us an email at shetalkspeacepodcast.gmail.com. Uh, let me repeat that, shetalkspeacepodcast.gmail.com. So this is Amina Rasul from the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy in Manila, wishing you happy holidays. Have a fun time with friends and family. Be refreshed and be right at the cutting edge when we come and welcome the new year. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you, Reham. You are welcome. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.